everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Dark Dice, a free horror actual play podcast. Chills and thrills await in this creepy campaign, brought to life with a fully original soundtrack. Follow the heroes as they try to survive the exhaustion, stress, and cold in Domain of the Nameless God, the show's first season. Each new season will follow a new story and cast, including a mix of first-time players and folks you might recognize, like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Combat is edited to be condensed and enjoyable, while still playing true to the dice rolls. Every terrifying monster feels like it's actually in the room with you. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts, or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Wasting Company Time presents Tell No Tales, Season 2 Episode 4, The Tapestry of the Island
Leonardo, pack a bag. What? Pack a bag. Warm clothes if you have them. Layers. Enough for perhaps a few days, accounting for the travel time. Excuse me? I... A few days? What? It is seven in the morning, Frank. I haven't even had a coffee yet. Explain better. We are going on a field trip. A scientific excursion. A field trip. Somewhere cold. You understand that this sounds like the first five minutes of a horror film, yes? The audience are screaming at me right now not to go. When you stick an axe in the back of my head in the middle of an arctic wasteland, they'll all shrug and go, well, we warned them. Don't be ridiculous. I'm twice your size. If I meant you harm, I would simply abduct you. Super reassuring. Where are we going? Just off the coast of Scotland. And... My mistake for just assuming you'd answer this question sooner, but why? Scientific wonders, Leonardo. Instead of reviewing my past notes, we will be learning something new. Something potentially groundbreaking. Don't you have, like, directorial duties? I do. They do not, however, supersede my duty as a scientist to save the spirit plane. Though you, I believe require a reminder to that effect. This field trip should sufficiently pique your curiosity and your sense of urgency. How many layers? As many as you have, Leonardo. And do not forget your recorder. It is invaluable on this expedition. Oh, crap. How far... You do understand, Leonardo, that asking how far do we have left is no less irritating than the phrase are we nearly there yet? Worth a shot. And the answer remains very far. We would be farther along if we hadn't left so late. Oh, I'm sorry, but my boss accosted me in the lab at 7am, sent me off to Greenwich to collect my recorder... Why was your recorder in Greenwich? Don't worry about it. The point is... You also asked me to pack for a mystery field trip somewhere off the coast of Scotland, which incidentally could mean anywhere from Skye to Norway. Don't be dramatic. Norway could hardly be considered just off the coast of Scotland. Well, you could have hurried things along slightly if you'd been a bit more specific before you sent me off to pack. And you could have hurried things along had you not demanded we stop for coffee. Sorry, we can't all get our energy from draining the life force from innocent strangers. Some of us just stick to boring old caffeine. Well, be that as it may, I had hoped to drive as far as John O'Groats by this evening. As it stands, I believe we can rest for the night in Aberdeen. The ferry from there is several hours longer, but at least we'll be well rested to set sail tomorrow morning. So we are stuck with each other. For another... Uh, according to my maps, another eight or nine hours, depending on traffic. And then, apparently, several hours on a ferry tomorrow? Precisely. Plus time spent on the island, and the return trip, of course. Uh. Wanna play I Spy? 
I'll take that withering look as a no. Eyes on the road, Frank. Jesus. Ah, they awaken. I wasn't asleep. Then you have mastered the art of sitting very still with your mouth open for an extremely long time. Bravo. My mouth was not open. How long? Don't sound so hopeful. We still have another six or so hours left. Just past Manchester. (sighs) Great. I don't know what you could possibly complain about. You have the luxury of sleep. Wait. You don't... Is that a ghost thing? No, Leonardo. I cannot sleep because I'm driving. Oh. Right. I had hoped you would offer some company on this tedious drive. Oh. Really? Uh... Well, I mean, housework? Well, I don't know, do I? What do normal people talk about? Why Leonardo? What do you mean, why? So that I can talk to you like a normal person, obviously. No. Why did you choose that name? Ms. Wilde mentioned you named yourself Leonardo da Vinci. Why him? Oh, so by company you meant like life story kind of situation? It is an improvement on inane small talk, is it not? Uh, that's fair. Well, Da Vinci is kind of my hero, I suppose. He's the perfect intersection between art and science. I wanted to honour that with my name. A reminder that to create, whether that's a painting or an invention, requires a little bit of both. All the science nerds I went to uni with would have started foaming at the mouth if you insinuated they were artists, but that's what I wanted to be. Someone who made art using what I know about science. Obviously, it all went down the pan when I dropped out, but I still stand by it. He's still someone I want to model my life after. He was generous, charming, creative. And notably, queer as a nine-bob note. Frank! You can't say stuff like that. Oh, my apologies. The terminology moves so fast these days, I simply cannot remember which terms we have reclaimed and which terms we have left to rot in the annals of history. I mean, queer, yes, but... Wait, we? What do you mean, we? I hadn't expected this to be a coming out. Uh, Did you not already know this about me? Frank, I know literally nothing about you. I told you my entire life story. Yeah, the ghost bits and, you know, the evil scientist bits. Nothing that would end up in the personal life section of your wiki page. I'd assumed it was obvious from my ostentatious nature and flamboyant personality. I genuinely have no idea if you're joking or not. Then you may continue to wonder. 
So, what would you wish to know about my life that would be considered sufficiently personal? I mean... Anything. For starters, what was it like growing up with Mortuin on Morden as... You did not. <laughs> Indeed. We were not closely acquainted, you understand. Only a handful of meetings. Though, you would not know it from the way I scolded him quite publicly during a discussion on Miss Hall's obscenity trial. I was only in my twenties at the time, though, and had quite the audacity to show for it. You just... went about... having... heated debates with E.M. Forster. Well... I certainly had no interest in debating him further after that debacle. The nerve of him to have such opinions about sapphism after his own novel had been so positive. I find that truly delightful. Really? Of course. I knew of the meaning behind the Green Carnation in my youth, but at 16 I would never have dared to admit it was even relevant to myself, let alone wear one proudly at an event. I mean... It was only my school formal. But Leonardo, do you not see how bold that was? Times have changed, but even so... 200 meters, turn Most left. people didn't know what it meant, to be fair. Well, of course, that's what a code is for. Turn exactly, left. so it isn't bold, necessarily. It's... I mean, it's a signal, but only for the right kind of people. The kind of people who would recognise it are usually the kind In of people you're safe with. 200 meters, turn right. And then, your destination is on your right. What does she mean, our destination? It means our hotel for the night. We can rest here, then catch the earliest ferry available tomorrow morning. You've arrived what at it? your destination. What time is it? There's no way we're in Aberdeen already. It has not been that Oh, Jesus, never mind, it's midnight. Are you so completely unaware of your surroundings? It's dark, and you were driving, and we were talking. Sparkling conversationalists that I may be, we should each get an early night tonight. We have a long day ahead of us tomorrow. I called ahead whilst you slept earlier and booked us two rooms. Right. Okay. Gonna tell me where we're going yet? Where is your sense of mystery, Leonardo? Audio Diary of Leo Quinn, Scientific Researcher alongside Frank Williamson, Director of Better Place. We've been on this ferry for about five hours now, which is, if you ask me, absurd. It's cold. And Frank was pounding on my door at 6am this morning. Six. I at least know where we're going now. The ferry's bound for Orkney. Which, I mean, I know basically nothing about. Tried to Google it, but obviously there's no signal out here. Frank seems to think there's something worth seeing, though. I don't think I've ever seen him this excitable before. Excitable by Frank standards of- Leonardo! Jesus! Oh, apologies. I see that you're recording. I did not mean to interrupt. However, I should warn you. As we approach the island- I understand you have quite a colourful history with spirits. I do not mean to assume, but I thought you might require some advanced notice. If my speculation about the island is correct, you may feel some rather intense spirit activity, perhaps more intense than you have ever experienced before. 
But rest assured, they cannot harm you. What do you mean? Oh, I can feel them already. Though I may be more closely attuned to the sensation than you. I thought that was just the wind. You mean that... that feeling, it's... spirits. Plural? Plural indeed. Give it a moment. Oh my god. Oh my god! That... that's... Spectacular? Intense. You have your record at hand. Good. Turn it on. It's just... Sounds like static. Give it a moment. You can see the island in the distance. Listen as we approach. Is... No. No, that's for sure. Whispering? It's... I mean, it's quiet, but that's... Definitely voices. Multiple voices. A plethora of voices. It is as I suspected then. These islands are filled with spirits. Why? How? It may depend on who you ask. Mortui non Morden would tell you that it is simply too difficult to travel by coach and ship so far north. When I took over, Better Place had more means at its disposal for efficient travel. However, both I and the entirety of upper management agreed that the expense of doing so far outweighed any potential profits. If you were to ask the residents of these islands, however, they would tell you that it is because they simply have no intention of removing any spirits. Orkney is ancient. It contains some of the oldest, most well-preserved Neolithic historical sites in Europe, including no small number of cairns. Tombs, Leonardo, where the dead were housed with care and reverence. History, folklore and religion are woven into the very stones of Orkney and spirits, as a result, are no mere danger or nuisance, but are a vital component of the very tapestry of the island. I've never heard anything like it. Nor have I. There is very little that could compare, I am sure. That is why we are here. My theory, at the moment, is that the weakening of the spirit plane is geographical. I've spoken to Better Places counterparts in the United States and across Europe, and they have not experienced anything like what we have in terms of spirits seemingly losing their grip on the spirit plane. The logical conclusion is that the result is due to an excess of spirits in any given space. You... you mean the warehouse? Precisely. Though, if I am correct, the effect has and will continue to spread like a crack in the windshield. This place, this island for thousands of years with concentrated spirits, is the perfect place to examine this effect. We will disembark soon. We can spend the rest of the day exploring with your recorder. I... yeah. Yes, that sounds... Amazing. Come on, can't we stay here a bit longer? 
This place is gorgeous. I want to explore the town a bit. We are here to test a theory. We need to compare the EMF data and audio recordings here with a few other spots across the island, which I assure you are just as beautiful. Please take out your recorder, Leonardo. Not even a coffee in that little cafe? Maybe it's gone. <sighs> Fine. So, what are we looking for exactly? I'm not entirely certain. Ideally, I would like to gain a deeper understanding of how the concentration of the spirits has affected their connection to the spirit plane. But they do not feel as strong here as I had hoped. The town centre may not be the best place to test it. They're definitely... I mean, I can pick out some voices. It's hard to hear what they're saying, but they're definitely speaking. Hmm. That in itself is interesting. We can pay a visit to some of the ruins and tombs, see how they compare. So that's a no on coffee? <sighs> if you must, please take it to go. <gasps> and a cinnamon roll. You want one? So, for the audio diary, where are we, Frank? This is not a documentary, Leonardo. We are in Scarabray. What you see here is the remnants of a Neolithic village, older than Stonehenge. It was originally uncovered by a storm in the 1800s, then further revealed by another storm almost a century later. But these dwellings were beautifully preserved by the very earth that had previously hidden them. They are historically fascinating in their own right. See there, the stone dresser? It faces the entrance, suggesting pride of place, which begs the question, what might have been stored in those dresses? Were they simply storage space, or did they have some kind of... <clears throat> yes, well, not the time, I suppose. In terms of our own investigation, archaeologists have been able to determine that the village may have been inhabited for over 600 years, so I would expect a number of spirits to have accumulated here over that period. Shall I? Please do. Fascinating. They certainly seem to be speaking English. There's no record of written language for the inhabitants of Scarabray, but over time it is highly likely that they have acquired some language from the vast swathes of tourists that visit this site. It definitely sounds fainter here than it did back on the high street. That in itself is intriguing. Their presence, on the contrary, is much stronger here. From my liminal position between the spirit and the material planes, the space in this area feels... uncomfortable. Too close. It certainly seems to support the hypothesis that concentration of spirits in a space correlates to the weakening of the spirits. Okay, okay, okay. That's... God, this is so cool. Shall we try some of the cans? You said there's a few around, right? Are they accessible? Because I am no stranger to breaking and entering at this point, but it's not exactly my first choice. Yes, many are accessible. Though, uh, I would like to seek out a few of the more remote ones. Hell yes. Chill, Jesus, I'm doing it.
Whatever happened to patience as a virtue, Leonardo? Patience is a luxury for those who are not currently on the verge of a historical and scientific... Damn it to hell! What? What's happening? They aren't speaking. That's what's happening. This is the least composed I have ever seen you. You're using contractions. Do you need to sit down? Do you understand, Leonardo? If these spirits had spoken... The breakthrough, if we had been the ones to uncover the language that they would have spoken. Spirits in tourist hotspots, busy high streets, their results are inaccurate at best. Too much exposure to the English language over centuries. But these spirits could have shown us... They could have... We could have learned something revelatory, Leo. There... Frank, I think they're suffering. They're in pain. It's... I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Put your frustrations aside for a second. How does the space here feel for you? It feels... Thin. Or, no, not quite. It feels as if the very air around me is pulling at my edges. Okay, and you're physical. So, imagine how this feels for a Category 1. Imagine being a Category 1 for millennia in here. They've lost themselves. Completely. And you've got the nerve to get angry because they're not being helpful to you personally. Not just me. Historians have been trying to... No, I don't care, Frank. Listen to them. They are in pain. I don't give a crap what language they spoke. I want to help them, Frank. I need to help them. Yes. Yes, quite. Good. Use that, Leonardo. This is what we are doing. You do not work for me. You work for them. Tell yourself that if you must. I told you, this is a war you would have fought without my interference. I only gave you the information you needed. I need, I need to get out of here. I, I, I need, uh, I... Yes, of course. Audio diary of Leo Quinn. Just, uh, just Leo Quinn. Frank's given me some space. I'm sitting in the middle of a stone circle right now, which is kind of insane. I feel like I'm tempting the fake creatures somehow. But I needed space. 
both from Frank and from those spirits. It's weird. I'm doing okay, in a sense. When we first hit the island, I felt all those spirits. The most intense spirit activity I've ever felt. But I didn't have a panic attack. Not at first, at least. I've come a long way since Whitechapel, but even so, I think... I think it's because even though the feeling is so intense, it doesn't feel dangerous. It's like... The difference between one person screaming at you and a large crowd murmuring. The volume is the same, but the energy is different somehow. I don't think any of the spirits here are strong enough to hurt me. I I don't think most of them even have enough left in them to notice me. We did go to a few other cairns after that first one even after it got dark, but it was mostly the same. It looks like Frank's hypothesis was right, and he seems thrilled about it. He just cares about being right, not about the implications of it. Yes, the more we learn, the closer we get to helping. I know that him being right is a good thing. It means we can go forward with a better understanding of the problem we want to solve. But this wasn't just some abstract theoretical problem. This is real. Real people are out here suffering. Some of them have been suffering for centuries, millennia. I can't imagine anything worse than slowly losing your grip on the universe. I don't want to know what happens to those who fade away entirely, and I certainly do not want to know what happens to them if the spirit plane collapses. God, it's been a long day. Frank's booked us some rooms at a bed and breakfast. We're going to sleep here tonight and get another early start to travel back to London tomorrow. But I'm just too... I feel like I need to do something now, but there's nothing... I just need to keep going. Trust Frank is doing what he can to bring Noah back to me and focus all my energy on solving this problem. Helping these spirits. God, I hope we can help them. This episode of Tell No Tales was written and produced by Leanne Egan. In it, you heard the voices of Asha Amor-Train as Frank, Leanne Egan as Leo, and additional voices by Eric Wilmot, Lily Yasuda, Liam Chessel, and Georgia McCall. You can find us on Twitter or Tumblr at Tell No Tales Pod. And, as always, links and information about transcripts can be found in the show notes. Thank you to everyone who contributed to our Season 2 crowdfund, but with special thanks this episode to Angela Egan for your incredibly generous support of this season. Thanks, Mum. Tell No Tales is distributed by Wasting Company Time Productions under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Thank you for listening.
And remember, the dead don't bite. <laughs>